welcome. I'm Kathy Davidson to the women's meeting here. We have just finished 15 minutes of praying in tongues for Doyle, and it was, it was fun. All right, I'd like to open up this with prayer. My heavenly Father, my heavenly Father, I thank you. My heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you. My heavenly Father, I thank you. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend another things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, thank you. Thank you for a spirit of grace on this meeting now. Father, I thank you for a spirit of grace. And Father, I thank you for that same spirit of grace, that same spirit to be on everyone watching right now. Father, that that same spirit of grace, that spirit of grace that raised Jesus from the dead be on everyone listening right now. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, we have practiced praying in tongues. Now we're going to see why. We're going to look today at why and how. Why and how we pray in tongues. If you will turn with me to Romans 8. And I'm going to begin in verse 9. I want to, I want to put the foundation of you of when we pray in tongues, what's going on. What's going on in us, what's going on with the Spirit. All right, in verse 9 of Romans 8. It says, be you not, um, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be the spirit of God dwell in you. This is what I want to get to. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. He is none of his. So you have to have the spirit of Christ. You have to have the spirit of Jesus. We are not talking about the Holy Ghost here. We're talking about the spirit of Jesus. The spirit of Jesus. And we can see right here in the next verse. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. All right? We'll look at that again. If Christ be in you, you got to have Jesus in you. You have to have Jesus in you. For you to walk in the kingdom, for you to do anything, the spirit of Jesus has to be in you. Turn with me to John chapter 3. And I'm going to begin in verse 3. Jesus answered Nicodemus, and he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This is our Messiah talking. This is our Savior talking. This is Jesus. This is Jesus, the one that was a God and put away all his godly powers and came and became a man. And he came down here and he's talking to Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, one that walked in the law. And Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That word see means to experience it, to experience the kingdom of God. That word means to partake of it. So you can't experience the kingdom of God. You can't partake of it. You can't be part of it unless you are born again. You have to be. It's not a membership in a church. 
It's not a membership of an organization. It's not being proclaimed. It is being born again. And Jesus goes on. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily. And that verily, verily means pay attention. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That water is the water of the word. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. You got that? That which is born of the flesh is flesh. You were born, your mother birthed you, your mother birthed you. I don't know why that's there. Your mother birthed you in the flesh. Now you've got the flesh, but you have to be born of the spirit. You have to be born of the spirit. It says that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Now let's go back to Romans 8. And we will see that. Verse 10. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life. Your spirit became alive. When you received Jesus, your spirit that was dead became alive. And it became alive with the spirit of Jesus. When you are born again and your spirit becomes alive, when you are joined with Jesus, it says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Your spirit becomes alive. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You must be born again. Your spirit must be made alive. Now you say, what has that got to do with praying in tongues? Turn with me to John 7. Jesus makes a very interesting comment here. And Jesus is in the temple, and it's the day of the feast. And he stands up in verse 37, and it says, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And he that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But look at this next verse. Because Jesus wasn't talking about himself here. The next verse explains it. It says, But this he spoke of the Spirit. The Holy Ghost, which they that believe on Jesus should receive. Do you see that? They which believe on Jesus, what happens when we believe on Jesus? We are born again. But they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus was not yet glorified. When was Jesus glorified? When he was raised from the dead. When he was raised from the dead. Why did Jesus have to be raised from the dead for you and I to get baptized in the Holy Ghost? Because he had to get the vessel clean. He had to clean out that vessel. He had to get that vessel born again so it could even receive the Holy Ghost. If you remember, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he said, you can't put new wine into old bottles. Well, that old bottle is the old man. The new bottle is the born again man. 
You can't put the Holy Ghost in the old man. You can't put the Holy Ghost in a man that's not born again. Why? He'll burst. He'll burst. He can't hold it. He is the old man of sin. But as Jesus said, I mean, as we read in Romans 8, it says, if you have the spirit of Christ in you, the body becomes alive. Now it can hold the Holy Ghost. Now, turn with me. I want to take a look now at the Holy Spirit. If you will turn with me to Genesis 1. Jesus had to die. He had to take the sin of the world on his body. He had to. He had to become our sacrifice. And one of the very reasons he did that was so that we could contain, so that our bodies, uh, we could become vessels of the Holy Ghost. And you say, well, what is such a big deal about that? Oh, if you would only consider the Word of God. If you would only consider the Word of God. If you would only read it out loud and let God minister to you, the Holy Ghost minister to you of what Jesus accomplished for us. He made us born again. He made us able. Now, look in Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God. And that God is plural. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. The earth was without form and void. And this is one of my favorite scriptures. Look at this next part. This next part. And darkness is on the face of the deep. Nothing. Void. Dark. And what happens? And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The Holy Ghost showed up. The Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, all the same thing. They are the Spirit from God. And it moved. It moved. Did it do anything? No. It couldn't. But it was there. It moved. Things are about to happen. When the Holy Ghost moves, things are about to happen. And right here in the very beginning, the Holy Ghost moved on the face of the waters. What was it waiting for? It was waiting for the Word. It was waiting for the Word. It couldn't do anything without the Word. It was waiting for the Word. And then the Word spoke. And then the Word spoke. The next verse. And God said, and that's plural, God's said, let there be light. The word spoke and the spirit moved and there was light. Look at what, look at the, the relationship between Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost moved. He was there. He's here now. And then he was waiting for the word and the word spoke. And the word said, let there be light. And the Spirit of God created the light. The light was created. Why? Through the word. Now, go with me to Hebrews 9. I want you to see the power, the ability of Jesus with the Holy Ghost and the Father. I want you to see how they work together. And I want you to see what happens in us when we are praying in the Spirit. All right, Hebrews 9, verse 14. 
It says, how much more shall the blood of Christ? And look at this next part. We've gone over this before, but I want us to look at it again. Who through, who through the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. But look at this. Who through the eternal spirit offered himself. Who did? Jesus did. Without spot. Jesus offered himself without spot. But he was a man. He was a man. He was a man. They nailed him to the tree. And he was a man. There was nothing he could do miraculously. Well, then how did the sin of the world get on Jesus? Because Jesus was a man. You and I, with our own ability, cannot take a sin away from us, and we cannot, well, we can commit sin, and we can get it that way. That the own, that there was no way that Jesus could take on the sin of the world and take on all the disease and the sickness and the poverty of the world by, by, the world by himself. There was no way. Why? He was a man. He had no godly ability. Well, then, what was it that put the spirit, that put the sin and the sickness and the poverty and the curses on that man's body? Isaiah 53 says, it says, the Lord put on him the, the iniquity of us all. How did he do it? Right here, through the eternal spirit. Through the eternal spirit. The Holy Ghost working with Jesus. Jesus laying his life down, put on the tree, and the Holy Ghost moves. And he puts from the Father all our iniquity, all our sickness, all our diseases on that body of a man. Of a man. And the man, Jesus, received them. The man, Jesus, received them. The Holy Ghost placing on him all of that through the Father. Father and the Holy Ghost, that eternal spirit, put it on a man's body and he received it. He took our sin on himself gave himself for us as that sacrifice. Now, that man died. That man died with your sin and my sin on him, and he went to hell. Now what happens? Let's go back to Romans 8. What happens after that? Romans 8. I'm going to begin. We'll read again from um, verse 9. It says... Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. We've talked about this. And if Christ be in you, when you're born again, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. We are born. Our spirit is born. We no longer have a dead spirit. We have a spirit that's alive. A spirit that'll live with eternity with Jesus. But that's not all. Verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus up from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. How? By his spirit 
that dwelleth in you. What raised Jesus from the dead? Jesus was a man. Jesus couldn't come out of hell by himself. He was a man. He says, I am stuck in here. I cannot come forth. Who raised him from the dead? The Father did. How did the Father raise him from the dead? Through the Holy Ghost. says it right here. Through the Holy Spirit. Not only did the Spirit of God, not only through the Father and Jesus, not only did the Spirit of God put all the sin, the sickness, the curses, the poverty on Jesus, but the Spirit of God sent him, sent the Holy Ghost to raise Jesus from the dead. It was the Holy Ghost that brought Jesus out of hell through the Father. It was the Holy Ghost that took a man, that took a man out of hell, healed his body of every sickness, every disease, put the bones back together, got up, left the sin off of him, took the sin away, it was forgiven, justified that body from our sin and raised him up from the dead, put him back in the body in the grave. The Holy Ghost through the Father, it says it right here, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, who's him? That's God. But if the spirit of God that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Now think about this. The same spirit that moved on the face of the waters, waiting for the word to speak, and created this earth, the same spirit that put all our sins, all our sicknesses, all our diseases, that was able to take everything from us through, from God's, God's direction, take it from us and put it on the body of Jesus. The same spirit that went down into hell from the Father's direction and raised Jesus, that soul, that spirit, and put it back in the body and made that body perfect. Perfect. That same spirit is in you when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. The same spirit that had all that power, that took the power from the gospel, that same spirit is in you, is in me. It's what moves us. It's what directs us from Jesus. Jesus is the shepherd. Jesus speaks and the Holy Ghost speaks to us. That's what the Holy Ghost does. He directs us. Now, now, turn with, uh, let's go down to Romans 8 verse 26. Just think about the, the, the power of that Holy Ghost, that ability that the Holy Ghost has when he is directed by the Father and the Son. He has to be directed by them. He cannot do anything on his own. But that spirit is in you if you, were, if you were baptized in the Holy Ghost. That spirit is in you if you were baptized in the Holy Ghost. You know what Jesus said to the disciples? He said, it is expedient, it is necessary that I go away. Talking about going back to the Father. It is necessary so I can send the Holy Ghost to you. He had to be glorified. He had to get our body where it could hold the Holy Ghost. Where we could move in it. He had to get the vessel ready. 
And the Spirit of God gets the vessel ready. It gets the vessel ready. And we are baptized in the Holy Ghost. Now, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also, that same Spirit that moved on the face of the waters, that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that same Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But that Holy Ghost, that same Spirit itself, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That same spirit that Jesus used to get Lazarus out of the grave. That same spirit that Jesus used to heal everybody that came to him. That same spirit is in you if you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. Do you see the grandeur of this? Do you see the exceeding greatness of the power that is for us when we believe? Do you see why we want the word of God in us? Because the spirit waits. The spirit waits for the word. It waits for the spoken word. And you know what's the lovely thing? God knowing our weaknesses, he gives us tongues. He gives us the spirit, of t uh, the, spirit the Holy Ghost, where we can pray in tongues. So that even when we don't know how to pray, Thank God, the Spirit, the same Spirit that God used to raise Jesus from the dead will pray through us if we will let him, if we will give him the vessel, if we will give him the vessel. Jesus said, I can do nothing of myself. It is God that worketh in me. It's the Spirit of God that Jesus had that worked through, that Jesus was led by, that Jesus was directed by. He said, I see the works, the Father doeth the works, and I do it likewise. How did the Father do the works? Through the Holy Ghost. That same Spirit is in you if you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. Do you see the necessary? Do you see how necessary it is? To be baptized in Holy Ghost. Do you see how the ability, that same ability in us, when we are speaking in tongues, he is praying the will of God through us. You got any faith? You got any faith? Do you know praying in tongues and using your faith can change any situation? Any situation any situation why that spirit is praying the will of God that spirit will pray the will of God for our children that spirit will pray the will of God for us for our husbands for our family for our friends the spirit of God will pray the will of God and I hear it now what if I don't like the will of God what Really? The will of God is always so much better. So much better than what our will is. So much better.
the will of God is always so much better than our will. And it will come to pass if you will give, lean, yield your vessel to the Holy Ghost. Yield the vessel, your vessel. And the, the more flesh you get out of that vessel, the more, the more power, the more Holy Ghost can come in you. Yes, the power is through the gospel. That's where the power came from. Why? Jesus had to clean the vessel. Jesus had them put things back the way they should be. And he did in the resurrection. And now that Holy Ghost can pray through us. He can pray through the vessel. If you will yield to him. If you will yield to him. My favorite story. My favorite story. I'm sorry, my phone just goes crazy. My favorite story about R.W. Schambach, in one of his meetings, a woman came to him, and she interrupted the service. She walked up the aisle. I've said this before, but it shows you. It's, she said, and she goes, I'm sorry that I'm interrupting your meeting. And he made some, you know, quip. And she said, my son is getting ready to die in the electric chair 30 minutes from now. And R.W. Schambach stopped, and the woman said, I know he didn't do it. I know he didn't do it. You know what? Schambach didn't know what to pray. He didn't know what to pray. In the meeting of, the, of, of a, a, a large group of people, it was his church in Philadelphia, a meeting. But in the spirit, he didn't know what to pray. So you know what he did? He prayed in tongues. He prayed in tongues. He said he prayed in tongues for 10 minutes because he didn't know what to pray. And at the end of 10 minutes, the Spirit of God, after he prayed through, after he yielded his vessel to the Holy Ghost to pray the will of God, he, out of his mouth came, Father, let the real killer, let the real killer come forth. And then he went home that night not knowing what happened. The next morning, he goes downstairs to, for breakfast and picks up a newspaper. And back then, they were five cents. He picked up the newspaper in the front page is man saved from the electric chair the real killer confesses the real killer confesses R.W. Schambach didn't know what to pray but he yielded his spirit to the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost knew what to pray the Holy Ghost always knows what to pray. Why? It knows the mind of the Spirit. It knows Jesus. It knows what God wants. It knows what Jesus wants. So do you see, when we pray in that Holy Ghost, we are giving God, God, the ability to work his power through us. And that's why we want to pray in the Holy Ghost. That's why we want to, we want to, Yield our tongues. Now, one more verse, Jude 20, and I'm finished. Jude, uh, Jude, verse 20. It says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. How? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in tongues. Did you know when you pray in tongues, you build yourself up through the Holy Ghost? Look at that. It says, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Now, right there, it shows you, you got to use your faith when you're praying in tongues. If you are just one of those people that 
your tongue starts moving in tongues, but you're watching the news or you're reading a book or you're doing this and you're doing that and your faith isn't working, your tongues are worthless. Worthless. Use your faith. Pray in tongues using your faith. I'll tell you what I always start out with when I pray in tongues. I put my heart and my mind on the gospel. I get started by putting my heart and my mind on the gospel. And it's not very long praying in tongues that I can, that the Holy Ghost picks me up and then he starts leading me. Jesus, through the Holy Ghost, the Father, through the Holy Ghost, starts leading me, teaching me, talking to me, this is what we're doing. That is building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for a little bit here. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. I give thanks, Father, I thank you. My Heavenly Father, I give thanks. My Heavenly Father, I give thanks. For the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell on everyone that's watching this program. Father, I thank you for that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. I give thanks. Father, I give thanks. Father, I give thanks that that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead be here now in Jesus' name. And on everyone that is watching this program, Father, that spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, be on them in the name of Jesus. 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 I break the power of that witchcraft now in Jesus' name. I break the power of that witchcraft now in the name of Jesus. I break the power of witchcraft now in the name of Jesus. I break the power of witchcraft now in the name of Jesus. I break the power of witchcraft now in the name of Jesus. I break that power of witchcraft over them in the name of Jesus. I break that power of witchcraft over them now in the name of Jesus. I break that power. I break that power in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I break the power of witchcraft over them in the name of Jesus. I break that power. I break that power. I break that power. I break that power. I break the power of witchcraft over them in the name of Jesus. I break the power of witchcraft. 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 I break 
the power of witchcraft. Come down in Jesus' name. I break the power of witchcraft. I break the power of witchcraft in Jesus' name. I break the power of witchcraft in the name of Jesus. I break the power of witchcraft. 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 I break the power of witchcraft in Jesus' name. I break the power of witchcraft. 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 I break the power of witchcraft in Jesus' name. I break your power. 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 I break your power in Jesus' name. I break your power. I break your power. I break your power. I break your power. I break your power in Jesus' name. I break your power. I break your power. I break your power. I break your power in Jesus' name. I break your power in the name of Jesus. Glory. Amen. See you next week. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.